Hi everyone. This is Dr. Margaret Paul with the Inner Bonding Podcast. And today I want to talk about healing love addiction. Do you think you might be love or approval addicted? So answering yes to some or most of the questions that I'm going to be asking can indicate love addiction. Do you often feel empty inside if you're not in a relationship? Do you often feel empty inside even if you are in a relationship but your partner is not paying attention to you? Do you get anxious when a person you're dating doesn't contact you when you expect them to? Do you get anxious when your partner goes out of town? Do you tend to ruminate and obsess about what your partner or someone you're dating is thinking or doing? Do you get angry when someone is not saying or doing what you believe they would say or do if they cared about you? Do you often feel jealous? People turn to addictions when they're not taking responsibility for filling themselves with the love that they need. Love and approval addiction is like any other addiction. You're using something external, in this case, another's attention to you, to fill the emptiness that's the result of your own self-abandonment. Most of us learn to abandon ourselves with various addictions when we were growing up because we had no role models of how to take loving care of ourselves and because we couldn't handle the big feelings of loneliness and heartbreak that are often part of childhood and because we did not receive the nurturing we needed to handle the heartache and heartbreak and loneliness of childhood. When your parents or other caregivers were upset or unhappy, what did they do? Did you see them doing an inner bonding process or some kind of inner process to discover the inner source of their upset and shift their thinking and behavior to make themselves happy? Did you see them comforting themselves with deep caring and compassion when life's challenges were causing them loneliness and heartbreak? Or did you see them ignoring their feelings and numbing out with substances such as food or alcohol or drugs? Or did you see them ignoring their feelings and numbing out with processes such as work or television or gambling or sex? Or did you see them getting angry at someone, blaming someone for their feelings, or falling apart, becoming very needy, or turning to you to fill up, being emotionally incestuous, parentifying you, or getting sick? The chances are that your parents or other caregivers did not role model personal responsibility for their own feelings, and they may not have compassionately been there for your feelings. So you might never have learned to do this for yourself. If you don't know how to manage your own feelings of loneliness, heartache, heartbreak, sadness, sorrow, grief, and helplessness over others, then you learn to turn to various addictions to manage these feelings, including the addiction to others' love, attention, and approval. Our culture seems to promote love addiction to such an extent 
that it sometimes seems like a healthy way to relate. But while it's very common, it's anything but healthy. Because it's so prevalent, many people don't realize that they're love addicted. So what exactly does it mean to be love addicted? My client Henry asked me, is love addiction like when I see a friendly woman and a couple of uh, I see a friendly woman a couple of times in public and I start obsessing about her, about how wonderful she is, even though I don't know her, and thinking about how great it would be to be with her? Fantasizing about a woman you don't know is one form that love addiction can take. So let's let's explore what Henry is describing and see how it's a love addiction. Henry is obsessing about how great it would be to be with this woman that he doesn't know and is making her up in making her responsible for him feeling great. He's avoiding taking responsibility for his own feelings. What feelings Henry is avoiding by obsessing about this woman? What is what is he avoiding? Perhaps He's feeling anxious or empty or alone, and he doesn't know how to learn from and manage these feelings, so he turns to fantasies of being with this woman to avoid the difficult feelings. The problem is that when Henry does finally meet a woman he wants to date, he'll be needy, wanting her to make him feel great because he's not making himself feel great. That's what a love love addiction is all about. Getting someone else's love to fill up your emptiness, take away your aloneness, and define your worth. He may latch on to this woman, pulling on her to give him what he's not giving to himself. He may want to spend all his time with her, and he might feel angry or jealous if she wants to spend time with her friends or her family. Since people are attracted at their common level of self-abandonment, a woman who's attracted to Henry will likely be a person who's also needy for his love. She might be a caretaker who's willing to give herself up to try and have control over getting his love, or she might be fairly narcissistic and demanding while he might give himself up to get her love. In either case, they'll establish a codependent relationship that has little chance of working well. Love addiction is like any other addiction in that the purpose is to avoid responsibility for your own feelings. Just as someone becomes addicted to food to take away emptiness and aloneness, people become addicted to another's attention and approval to take away these painful feelings. It's a vicious circle. The feelings of aloneness and emptiness are being caused by the lack of self-love that results from various forms of self-abandonment. As long as Henry is abandoning himself by not lovingly attending to his feelings and by not learning to love himself, he'll continue to feel empty and alone no matter how much attention a woman gives to him. While her attention might feel good in the moment, as long as Henry is treating himself badly by ignoring his feelings, judging himself, and turning to various addictions to avoid his feelings, he's going to continue to feel empty and alone. The emptiness 
and aloneness are the inevitable results of self-abandonment. If Henry learns and practices inner bonding, he can heal his love addiction and eventually create a loving relationship where he's sharing his love rather than always trying to get love. In my experience in working with clients for many years, I found that love addiction and approval addiction are far more prevalent than any other substance or process addictions. We live in a love-addicted, approval-addicted society. So I'm going to list some beliefs, and believing any of this may indicate that you're love or approval addicted. Do you believe that your happiness and well-being are dependent on getting love from another person? Do you believe that your adequacy, lovability, and feelings of self-worth and self-esteem come from others liking you or approving of you? Do others' disapproval or rejection mean that you're not good enough? Do you believe that you can't make yourself happy? Do you believe that you can't make yourself as happy as someone else can? Do you believe that your best feelings come from outside yourself, from how another person or a particular other person sees you and treats you? Do you believe that others are responsible for your feelings? So if someone cares about you, he or she will never do anything that hurts or upsets you? Do you believe that you can't be alone? That you'll, you'll feel like you're going to die if you're alone or that you'll die if you're not connected with someone? Do you believe that when you're upset, it's someone else's fault? Do you believe that it's up to other people to make you feel good about yourself by approving of you? Do you believe that you're not responsible for your feelings, that other people make you feel happy, sad, angry, frustrated, shut down, guilty, shamed, or depressed, and they're responsible for fixing your feelings? Do you believe that you're not responsible for your behavior, that other people make you yell, act crazy, get sick, laugh, cry, get violent, leave, or fail? Do you believe that others are selfish? if they do what they want instead of what you want or need? Do you believe that you can't handle the pain of disapproval, rejection, abandonment, being shut out, the pain of loneliness and heartbreak? You might want to read the transcript and see how many of these beliefs you relate to. Many people have some or all of these beliefs in their wounded self. Living as a love or approval addict is a very hard way to live. You have to constantly make sure that you say the right thing, do the right thing, and look right in order to get the needed love and approval. Your feelings are on a roller coaster. From feeling the wonderful feelings that come from getting your love and approval fixed, to feeling the despair that comes when your supply, which is the source of your love and approval, shuts down, gets angry or judgmental, or goes away. I hope it's obvious to you now that the underlying cause of love and approval addiction is rooted in self-abandonment. Imagine the feeling part of you as a child, your inner child, 
When you are love or approval addicted, you've given your inner child away for adoption. Instead of learning to take responsibility for your own sense of worth and well-being by loving and approving of yourself, you've handed your inner child away to others for love and approval, making others responsible for your feelings. This inner self-abandonment will always cause the deep pain of low self-worth because you're rejecting yourself, which makes you dependent upon others for your self-worth. And because you are rejecting yourself, you always fear the rejection of others. Imagine that you have an actual little child, a son or, or daughter, but that you are only 15 years old. How are you, you going to feel about the child? There's a good possibility that you will feel that this child is a burden, limiting your freedom. You will likely feel that the child is too demanding, needing too much from you. You may want to go out and have fun and not be tied down to this child. Is this how you feel about your own inner child, your own feelings and needs? Does it feel burdensome to take loving care of yourself? Do you feel like your own feelings and needs are just too much to have to take care of? Do you feel like taking care of yourself is just too hard? Do you believe it's selfish to take loving care of yourself? Do you wish someone else would come along and meet your emotional needs to feel loved and valued and worthy? This is how you feel. It's because you've not yet done the inner bonding work of developing the loving adult part of you, the part of you that's connected with your spiritual source of love and wisdom and strength and guidance and comfort. It's your adolescent self who's in charge. And this part of you not only does not want the job of taking care of you, it's not actually adequate to handle the job. It may not even be an adolescent, maybe a five-year-old or a ten-year-old. Our inner child, our feeling self, needs lots of love attention, comfort, valuing, validating, connection, compassion. When you have no desire to give this to yourself because you feel it's too hard or you believe that it's someone else's job to meet, this needs, meet these needs, then you're abandoning yourself. If you believe that your best feelings come from someone else loving you instead of you loving you, then you're abandoning yourself. And when you abandon yourself, that little child in you is left to get love, the love that he or she needs elsewhere. When you abandon yourself because you've not learned how to take loving care of yourself or because you don't want the responsibility of your own feelings and needs, that is when you become needy of others' love and attention, which is what love and approval addiction is. You learn many ways of trying to get the love, attention, and approval that you need, that you're not giving yourself. What do you do to try and get love, connection, attention, approval, or compassion from others? Do you try to be perfect? Looking right? Saying the right thing? Being a high achiever? Do you try to be cute? 
or funny? Do you try to show others how smart you are? Do you strive to be the best or have the best? The best children, the best house, the best car, the best wife or husband, the best clothing? Or do you act helpless, incompetent, in need of rescuing? Do you pull on others with your complaining, your incessant talking, your whining, sulking, silence, or your bragging? Are you overly nice, a people pleaser? You try to convince a partner or potential partner that you're open to learning when all you really want is to get love and attention and approval or sex? Do you attempt to get the attention you want through intimidation with anger, threats, blame, or violence? When you've abandoned yourself and are love addicted, you will have developed many ways of trying to have control over getting the love and attention you need. That little child in you is desperate to be loved. The emptiness of the self-abandonment and the resulting longing for love leads you to behave in the very ways that end up pushing others away. It's a losing battle. It will never work. You will never get the love you need by trying to get others to give you what only you can give to yourself. My client, Matt, called me for phone consultations because his wife, Becky, threatened to leave him if he did not get help with his neediness. Matt filled me in on his background. He grew up with a highly judgmental and controlling father. Seemed like no matter how hard Matt worked in helping his father and at school, it was never good enough for his father. As we worked together, it became apparent that Matt had learned his lessons well. His father's voice was constantly in his head, judging him for not working enough. And Matt beat himself up unmercifully if he made a mistake, telling himself with his self-judgments how inadequate he was. You certainly messed that up, his wounded self would say. You're such a jerk. You never do anything right. What's the matter with you? His wounded self was totally in charge, trying to have control over getting Matt to do everything right to get others' approval. He had, of course, absorbed his father's voice. The ubiquitous self-judgment meant that his inner child felt constantly abandoned, which created intense aloneness and emptiness within him. This made Matt dependent on others to fill him up and make him feel good. As we worked together, Matt became aware of the knot in his stomach and of the aloneness and emptiness that he felt whenever he judged himself. And he became aware of the fact that whenever he felt this emptiness, he would pull on his wife for, for her attention as well as for sex. He believed that it was her job to fill him up since she was his wife. Naturally, this did not need, uh, lead to Becky feeling loved by him or attracted to him. She told him she was put off by his neediness and was unwilling to just be a source of supply for him. Matt had not realized that his tension and emptiness were being caused by his own self-judgments. 
He believed that his stress and emptiness were caused by outside circumstances, such as problems at work or disapproval from other people. As he started to become more aware of his inner system, he saw that each time he judged himself, he felt that knot of stress. And each time he felt this stress, he felt empty and wanted his wife to make him feel better. As we explored his beliefs about why it was so important to judge himself, he learned that he believed that if he didn't work hard enough or if he made mistakes, he was a bad person. He felt he needed to judge himself to get himself to work hard enough and not make mistakes in order to be a good person. As long as Matt believed he was a bad person, if he didn't work hard enough, he would judge himself to get himself to work harder and do things right. Through our work together, Mac learned to embrace his essential goodness, his caring, his compassion, his gentleness and tenderness. He was able to see his wonderful qualities in his relationships with his children whom he dearly loved. When he learned to define his goodness internally, instead of externally, through his work and performance, he was gradually able to let go of his self-judgments. As a result of his inner bonding work, Mac is no longer love and approval addicted. He approaches Becky to share his love rather than to get love and attention. Love is the most abundant energy in the universe. We live in a sea of love. It is always within us and all around us. It is our source. When you learn and practice inner bonding and learn to open to your higher source of love, you become filled with love, peace, and joy. The empty place within that yearns to be filled becomes so filled with love that it overflows to others. You find yourself desiring to give love rather than always trying to get it. As long as you make others your source of love, you will not find the love the peace and joy you seek. By learning and practicing inner bonding, you can learn to fill yourself with love and heal your love and approval addictions. I hope you join me in my 30-day at-home course, Love Yourself, an inner bonding experience to heal anxiety, depression, shame, addictions, and relationships. And you can learn much about healing all of your relationships with my 30-day online video relationship course, Wildly, Deeply, Joyously in Love. And for an in-depth and inexpensive way of learning to love yourself and heal your relationships, see my books, The Inner Bonding Workbook, Six Steps to Healing Yourself and Connection with Your Divine Guidance and Diet for Divine Connection Beyond Junk Foods and Junk Thoughts to At-Will Spiritual Connection. And of course, we have so much to offer you at our website 
at innerbonding.com. I send you my love and my blessings.